Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Mystical Matchmaker Podcast. I'm Marla Martinson, a crystal-loving, tarot-slinging, matchmaker, author, and energy healer. I'm here to inspire you to heal the past, live in the moment, and put some magic and fun in finding your soulmate. This is a place where we talk about all things love, light, how to make your dreams come true, and awaken to your authentic self by consciously creating your reality. Hey, 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 beautiful spirits. It's the mystical matchmaker, Marla Martinson. Thank you for joining me today. I'm so excited for this episode. I'm back in Los Angeles. I was a week up in snowy Seattle. It was absolutely beautiful. It's such a treat to see those beautiful snowflakes, although I know all of the locals don't like it because they don't want to get on the slippery roads, but I had fun playing in the snow. So we're going to talk about something kind of that reminds me of beautiful white snow, angels. I love angels. As you know, I do angel readings and connect with my angels, and it's a topic that I love to talk about, and I have a very special guest. But first, I'm going to just read some inspiration from Heart Thoughts, A Treasury of Inner Wisdom by Louise Hay. In this new time and this new age, we are learning to go within to find our Savior. We are the power we are looking for. Each one of us is totally linked with the universe and with life. This world is our heaven on earth. We are our community of spiritually minded souls who come together to share, grow, and radiate our energies into the world. Each one free to pursue his or her activity and drawn together to better fulfill each individual's purpose. We are guided to form the new heaven on earth with others who have the same desire to prove to themselves and others that it can be now. We live together harmoniously, lovingly, and peacefully expressing God in our lives and in our living. We establish a world where the nurturing of soul growth is the most important activity and where this is the work of the individual. There is ample time and opportunity for creative expression in whatever area we choose. All that we need, we will be able to express through the powers within. There is no dis-ease, no poverty, no crime, and no deceit. The world of the future begins now, right here with all of us, and so it is. So I am so excited, you guys. I'm going to get right into this topic with Corinne Grillo, who is the author of a magical book called The Angel Experiment. She's also the founder of the Angel Alchemy Academy. She's a trained psychotherapist, angel channeler, an angel channel healer and teacher. Corinne has helped thousands of people all over the world go from angel curious to angel powered. She lives in Northern California, and you can Connect with her at her website, CorinneGrillo.com, and it's linked up back at Blog Talk Radio, and I'm going to bring her on right now. Hello, Corinne. Hi, Marla. Good to talk to you. Yay. I'm so excited to to have you, and um, I've got your beautiful book right here, The Angel Experiment, a 21 
day magical adventure to heal your life. And I love this because it actually gives you 21 days of like 10 minutes a day to actually connect. What I want to get into. So let's start about first your story, how you connected with angels, and then why you wrote the book. Uh, yes. Um, yeah. So I am not one of those medium channels that was, you know, born with a gilded angel spoon in her mouth. I, I did not grow right. up seeing angels <laughs> or, or, or talking to dead people or anything like that. Um, for most of the, <laughs> most of my life and the, the first few decades, it was, it was, a, it was a rough, rough, uh, go at it. I had a pretty intense childhood and then that parlayed into an even worse uh, decade of the twenties and, and, and uh, really, most of my life, I struggled with extreme depression and had had a lot of um, just deep, dark shadows just following me uh, inside. And uh, and I just ha- I had a really rough time um, wanting to stay here on this planet. And uh, yeah. and it, you know, even though all that was happening, I still managed to kind of put my life together on the outside. You know, I. I, uh, mm-hmm. I got married, you know, I did the formula, Marla. I got married. Yeah. I uh, had a house. Kids. I, I had a uh-huh. kid. I had a, 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 I was a psychotherapist and, and still am. Um, and so I was doing all the right stuff on the outside, but you know, that as I grew older, the, the inner, the inner, the pressure and all of the, my past kind of never, never went away. So I, I really struggled a lot. Um, and, um, and so that was kind of the first, the first entry point into, into this incarnation. Um, so you kind of, you kind of lived in a rough neighborhood, right? Did you grow up in the, uh, is that what it was or what was the background oh, well, that was, you know? Yeah. Difficult? Part of it was, you know, for, we, we had to move, move around a lot, but uh, my, my father, um, bless his heart, did two tours in Vietnam and uh, when he came back, he had an extremely complex uh, PTSD that went uh, undiagnosed mm. because this is, let's, let's remind you, this is before Oprah, when no one knew about yeah. this stuff and no one knew how to uh, approach it. There's no, like, you know, our culture did not have an emotional quotient. And so, um, and my mother was, uh, was not allowed to work growing up either. So, so we were kind of stuck in this house with this really uh, uh, sick, sick, sick man in many ways. Uh, he did our, his best yeah. to love us and he did love us, but he, he went um, untreated. And so his inner violence, you know, if you can imagine he was a, an interrogator in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. So he brought that energy back into our house. And, uh, you know, we, we just really had a rough time uh, dealing with that. So as a military brat, um, finally my mom, she got the, got the courage to leave. And when we left, we had maybe a couple of hundred dollars on us. We, we left quickly after a, a very violent episode and, um, and didn't look back. So after we left, we moved in, um, we moved to L.A., and, and then we lived in, in the ghettos there. Uh, we, we were so poor that we lived in an alley within an alley within an alley, like in this, like, crack den, essentially, um, oh, or crack neighborhood. Wow. Yeah, I mean, this yeah. was in the 80s when, you know, crack was really taking hold. So there's drug dealers right. everywhere and gang violence and all of this stuff. So um, it was pretty intense. 
And, you know, I don't want to spend too much time in the story, but, you know, it was just intense. And then, of course, yeah. uh, not of course, but then the, the final blow to me as a youngster was that uh, we finally broke out. We got free. And actually, I enjoyed living where mm-hmm. we lived because it was we were free. We weren't, you know, being um, hurt or anything like that. Um, my mom got cancer and, and passed away a few years later. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then that left me in a place of really being feeling done with life. Just, you know, I really had nothing. I, I felt like I had nothing left and I had no anchor. And um, and that that was really the first time where I remember saying um, I really there's no point in living and there's there's really nothing to live for. And I really wished that I, you know, every morning that this would be my last day. And I did that for many years. Mm-hmm. Um, I just never fully recovered. I, yeah, even though like the thing that saved me was that I was really good in school for some reason. And, and so I managed to get into, you know, a great college, UCLA. And I, I stayed in there. I mean, I was like holding on by a finger or two, like (laughs) for dear life, Mm -hmm. uh, just just anything that, that could, that I could plug into. So, um, so yeah, that, that was the beginning. And of course, because of my suffering and I had no parents, it was, I started doing a lot of drugs and, and I, I never had the, um, uh, what's it called? The courage to actually take my own life. So right. instead I, uh, I did a lot of things that might get me killed if you know what I mean. Right. Well, I just want to say something that you, you said about your father having PSTD from, um, Vietnam. I was just talking to one of my, uh, girlfriends the other day, and I know I knew she had a you know rough time with her father growing up, and she still has um, anger and issues and pain today, uh, decades later. Yeah. And she did she did uh, confide in me that that it's because her father was in Vietnam and he came back and he had all wow. these uh, issues. Same thing. So I can't yeah. wait for her to listen to this episode. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like there's the casual, there's the the casualties of war, and then the other casualties of war back at home that no one's talking about. Um, And so I'm so happy that today there's more things in place for our military that you know they are they are allowed to you know it's not a badge of shame if you need psychological support the way that it was back then. And mm-hmm. and so yeah, my father, you know, alcoholism, and and you know, he's still alive today, and he's doing he's doing much better. Um, and he's you know, he's over time slowed down a little bit and had time to reflect, and and now he's he's you know, he's having to deal with you know the with with his past as well. So I, yeah. I have a lot of compassion. I've always had compassion for my father, um, but it didn't right. make it any easier <laughs> for us. Exactly. And then somebody gave yeah. you the gift of an angel healing when you were in such a bad spot, right? A, a yeah, but you session. know the thing is, Marla, exactly. Nobody knew how much I suffered on the inside. It was like my secret. I didn't like being mm. a burden on anyone, and I'm sure a lot of your listeners can can uh, relate mm-hmm. to that. Like you don't want to you know t- tear anybody down. Things are hard enough, you know. So um, right. So yeah, I was going through. Uh, I was working as a county mental health practitioner, working to help uh, rescue gangbangers off the street and and uh, support their mm-hmm. families and getting their kids, uh, you know, back in line and things like that. And and uh, I just to kind of explain what was happening in my inner life. Even though on the outside I was a licensed psychotherapist, what was really happening is that I was uh, mowing through about a fifth of tequila every two days. I was mm-hmm. taking a bunch of antidepressants, uh, a bunch of Adderall, and just kind of keeping the the, fa- the the flame 
lit in any possible way. So I was full blown white knuckling and, and it was a secret. Nobody yeah. really knew uh, what, not even my husband knew what was really happening for me. Um, and so, yeah, a friend bought me this angel healing and I didn't really know what that was. I mean, I know what angels are, but I didn't really have a belief system about it. I just thought, well, sure. Why not? And hell, let's go talk mm-hmm. to a psychic, you know, sounds fun. And, yeah, um, yeah. and when, <laughs> you know, I didn't, I didn't know it was yep. going to be like a pivotal, pivotal moment. So yeah, she started telling me some really amazing things that of course there's no way that she should know. And, um, you know, I knew about intuitives and I know people have access to things, but the things she were saying, she was saying were so full of light, hope, and so direct at exactly my life, the part of my life that I didn't want anyone to know about. And she was saying, you know, and your angels are saying this and your angels are saying that. And so that was cool. But the coolest part was when she started doing the energy work and started channeling, channeling the angels, the angel frequencies. Mm -hmm. And I could start immediately feeling, um, kind of energy moving through my body. And I felt, I just felt there was just presence in the room that is, I, I can't really describe. So um, by the end of that session, I was starting to believe, okay, there, there's something going on here. Um, that was really cool. So I just said, hey, look, you're really cool. And uh, wow, I wish I could be cool like that. And she looked at me and she said, you can be cool like that, but you need to start talking mm-hmm. to your angels as if they're real. And so that's what I did. Mm-hmm. And when, Corinne, when was this? What year or how long ago? This was about 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Okay. About 10 years ago. Yeah. So I was like in my, in my mid-30s. It, it took 30-something yeah. <laughs> years to have like a ray of something, yeah. a ray of light. Um, yeah, it's, it's never so, too late. There's a lot of us waking up uh, in our 40s, 50s, and 60s now. You know, it's interesting. A lot of people yeah. are, are getting, yeah, this. I know so now then we're, what we're, happened. We're, you know, yeah. yeah, we're 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 mm-hmm. cracking open like hotcakes around here. People are waking up exactly. left and right. Exactly, uh, it's awesome. Right. Every age. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's wonderful. Um, so yeah, so I I I just I, I I did what she told me to do, which is talk to angels as if she's as if they're real, and that's what I did. And right away, I started having so many synchronicities, like angel synchronicities. Um, meaning I, I, I'm driving and I ask the angels, angels, you know, show me a reel. And then a, a, a laundry truck with a giant angel wings on it drives by, you know, angels laundry service, you know. So a lot of things like that <laughs> had happened. Um, I, I'm sure, you know, you're an angel person. You know what I'm talking about. Um, yeah. So it, it, uh, I'll tell you something. One, one day I was driving and I said to my angel, because I connect with them and everything, I said, I just want to – sign from you, you know, just that, you know, you're really an angel. And, and literally I turned a corner and on the side of a building, it was like somebody had written in big letters, angel. It was, I was like, what? I know. I know. Yeah. 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 That was happening. It it was happening like literally all day long. And it was like, whoa, there's, I, could this be possible? Could this be real? Like I would see the license plates and billboards and turn on the radio and it's an angel song and angels everywhere. And uh, it was, wow, it was really notable, right? So I kept doing it because it appeared to be working. And I, over those days, I kept feeling kind of lighter, lighter. And um, I was really curious about what the heck was going on. So, uh, but it culminated, you know, the peak incident happened when I, it was about two or three days into doing this work. I was on my way to a client's house and, uh, 
And as I'm driving through this residential street in the hood, a bird about pigeon size dropped directly from the sky, like straight down and bounced right in front of my car. And I, I didn't know what to make of that. And it was really abrupt and weird. If you can imagine, I was like just in this angel bliss. And then all of a sudden, this bird um, dropping from the sky it was really odd. And so I, I slowly drove around it and I saw it was a bird with a mangled wing. And it was kind of scooting itself around trying to get back up with its good wing. And, um, and I felt this. I felt so horrible and sad for this little birdie. And I didn't know what to do because I'm, I'm no bird expert. And I'm not about to get out of the car and pick up a bird and take them to my client's house. Like, you know, it's just an awkward situation. Um, yeah. And so I, uh, I did my new trick, Marla. I, I asked the angels for help. I said, hey, angels, you know, ask, you know, help this bird get out of its suffering. And I sent it good juju, did some blessings or prayers. And that may have been the first time I ever actually prayed for anything other than anything, maybe. And yeah. so so I, I did that and I drove around and uh, I looked in the rearview mirror. I kept watching it and it started kind of doing a weird little shimmy on the ground. So I, uh, I stopped the car, kept watching. And as I watched, I saw a bird that was uh, probably a lot smaller than the original bird, uh, jump up a new bird, jump up from the body of that bird and fly away. Then I saw a second one about the same size, jump up from the body of that bird and fly away. And then I saw a third bird that was a little smaller and darker, a little wobblier than the other two jump up and fly away. And what I saw left on the ground was nothing. So I then decided it's okay. I, like, I didn't care that I was in an unsafe neighborhood. I got out of the dank car and I looked mm-hmm. to see what had happened and there was no bird left on the ground. And uh, it was in that moment that, um, that everything changed. That was, a, it was a, the very first miracle. That and and you say in your book, miracle. I wasn't on drugs. I wasn't, you know, <laughs> I was yeah, lucid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For once, for once, I wasn't on drugs oh. and I wasn't drinking, and I mean, I was absolutely yeah. sober. And you know, it wasn't yeah. just the visual; it was the energy, the feeling. Like it was very powerful. Like my hair feeling super staticky, and and uh, what I call now angel bumps uh, going through my body. And I felt this presence of mm. love, like a deep, powerful love that was kind of swelling inside of me and around me. And I. It was like being uh, cradled by by uh, I by something way better than a mother, just cradled by this deep, powerful force of love, and and um, that's really the moment where I knew that uh, this is not just coincidences anymore. This is real, and it really set me on my journey to learn more and discover more about my connection with angels and what 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 are what the heck are angels. And how the heck are they capable yeah. of doing that? And, you know, once you see that in your mind, then you know, like, wow, okay, miracles are real and anything is possible. Right. It's, yeah, and you say, you know, if, uh, with this book, you'll, you'll, you know, think about life in a completely different way um, after this, you know, after you start working with the angels. So what, so what, how, then how did you uh, create this 21-day uh, experiment, adventure, this, this healing with the angels. Um, how long did that, yeah. after did that come? Yeah. 
Okay, so I think I think okay. So what happened right after the miracle is that something happened inside of me, meaning I could start he, I could start hearing a different voice inside of me that in, instead of torturing me and feeling me full of self doubt and and self loathing, it was in a sense inspiring me to live differently, like completely differently, and to, um, it was a voice full of hope, and I felt you know I I could feel myself being guided into um, different things, so. Step by step, I started really owning um, my relationship with spirit, started claiming it, and eventually started talking about it out loud very resistantly because I didn't even tell people about the miracle because I know it's crazy because I'm a psychotherapist. So I know like, right. what sounds crazy, and I know, I know what to say and what not to say um, <laughs> so I don't get hospitalized for three days, you know. Uh, so, yeah. so yeah, yeah. So it was a slow, it was a slow, um, integration and process of, uh, having one foot in the old traditional standard, a uh, rational world. And then this new foot on, in this new landscape that was full of potential possibility, a spiritual awareness and spiritual power that I could not deny. And right. so that, yeah. that, you know, once, once I was like integrating those things, I was slowly guided to kind of come continue to step out of the spiritual closet more and more. And I began uh, creating uh, environments for other people to experience palpable, real relationship with the angels. And this is based on the angelic guidance. So the 21 day experiment was uh, a channeled, um, a channeled uh, day by day. Each day was channeled from the angels. They literally stopped me from what I was doing. I was going to work on another project and they're like, no, we're doing this. And I was like, okay, I'll just put it down. And I was working with this business coach at the time. And she thought I was crazy. She's like, what are you going to do? You know, no one's going to do that. And it's not going to really, you need to focus on the things that are actually going to get somewhere. And I'm like, I, I'm sorry, I have to, I'm, I'm going to slow down and listen. And so uh, that's mm-hmm. what I did. And I took a, a whole month off and I uh, day by day channeled the invocations and the, um, the energy activations and the healing and uh, the first time I launched it, I launched it to an international audience, and um, it started as a course, not a book. And I, I cannot tell you the amazing things that happened for people, uh, just even in that mm. first launch. And that's what really made me realize, okay, I, I am de- really devoted to creating, uh, in, just to doing this work and to doing it exactly how they tell me. And, you know, sometimes they inspire me, and, you know, many times of the year, I'm just like a little old me just doing my thing. But when they come in, I'm going to, I'm going to show up and, and do it, even if it sounds crazy, you know, so that's what, then they guided me to eventually make a book out of the, the program because we had run it for, I think, four years. And, and it was just such a, such mm. a beautiful experience. Uh, for people so so yeah they just said okay time to do a book and I said all right let's do it and and even the way the publisher came to me was like insane I mean just more just miracle after Mm -hmm. miracle Marla miracle after miracle oh and and Corinne can you can you Corinne can you um share like maybe a couple of things that because you said the amazing things happen to people in the course are there are there a couple of things that stand out um, experiences that you can share uh, yeah, I mean, there's so, so yeah. there's lots of things. Um, I can tell you about. So the course is the book. I can tell you about the most recent one. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. One, one. Actually, here's a really <laughs> cute one. Uh, one woman was okay. waiting for her book to come in the mail. She opened up the mail, and there's two pieces of mail in there. One was the book, and the other one was an unexpected check for fifteen thousand dollars, and and she. 
she, she was about to have to take out a loan to pay for her staff. And she said, I can't believe this happened. And so that's, that's one thing. Um, and it wouldn't amazing. But it's in the same, like but, from Amazon, like from Amazon or something, it was in the same, same package or, or the same, it no, came no, at the no. same so time. Two oh, two pieces of mail. She okay, opens up and there's, there's only two things. There's only two things in her mailbox. And she just yeah. she lit up our, our Facebook group. She's like, oh, my gosh, I'm so grateful. Oh. Um, so lots of little financial miracles like that happen, but also uh, health miracles. So uh, people will just uh, – people have – a lot of people have reported that all of a sudden their addictions kind of dissolve. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe mm-hmm. long-lost relatives, they're back and, you know, relationships get healed. Long-lost relatives will come – and, and talk to them again. Maybe they will uh, get the inspiration for their next career move and get a job during the 21 days. Yeah. Uh, we have a lot of people reporting a variety of things. So angels can help with every aspect of our lives is what I try and tell people. There's nothing too big or small. They can help, you know, uh, again, enhance your career, get you clarity, especially detox from dark emotions, whether it's anxiety, depression. We've had people who suffered with panic attacks have their panic attacks disappear, um, and mm. and you know that's why I love I love these programs that that we do with the angels because you really don't know what's going to happen. But I think that my most favorite thing that happens for people is that people actually begin believing in angels not because of a belief system, but because they've had radical enough radical experiences over those 21 days to prove out the experiment. Mm-hmm. Oh, amazing. And do you have a a Facebook group or something for people who read the book and want to share or a group that people can Yeah, well, there's a lot of Yeah, there's a lot of people hanging out in the 7-day miracle challenge uh Facebook group that um and and so a lot of people in that group there's about 16,000 people in there. Um a lot of people have bought the book or new people buying the book go uh, hook up. I think I even mentioned it in the book that that uh, group is there, but yeah, people love to just come and share their angel stories there. And I mean, for me, it just, you know, keeps, keeps fueling my miracle fire because it just never gets old. I I'm always so blown away at the uh, little and large divine interventions that ha- that happen. Yeah. And what I like is that with each day, there's a audio meditation that's available at um, online that you can, you listen to. Um, which I love. Yeah, a lot of, it in a each lot. chapter. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes, a lot of people prefer uh, to be guided through the meditation. So we have two options. I I write it down for you, but if you're someone that likes to just let go and and surrender, then I highly recommend the the audios as well. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. So, well, gosh, this is incredible. So at this, now at this point, um, what are you doing daily with the angels? Are you, do you, um, do some automatic writing or are you like, what kind of communication do you do? And do you do angel readings for people or, you know, tell us a little bit about your connection right now, what's happening with them. Yeah. Well, right now I'm just keeping it simple. Um, and I, I do what, what essentially I put in the book. <laughs> so I do a morning yeah. invocation. I light, a, I light a candle and I really ask, I ask, first of all, I share my gratitude with them for this insane, this insanely awesome life that I never would have imagined. And, um, Mm. and I just keep asking to be lifted and to be healed. You know, um, I, sometimes 
you know, it, it's not always, for me, it's not always about uh, asking for things because I know that it's, um, they just give me way better than what I can ask for. And they will give all of us way better than we can ask for. So it's important to not just limit yourself to whatever your small mind can think of. So I have like a morning like connection with them. And I also connect with them at, at in the evening as well, just to like give them my day essentially like, Oh wow, that was a lot of stress or a lot of things that happened. Can you just take this from me tonight so I can have mm-hmm. a, a good rest? So that's right. what I do in just my personal practice. I keep it simple. Um, and, uh, and, and, um, but, and like I said, I get inspired to like add new things and do new things. So right now they're kind of working on me for, to create a, a, a podcast. And I always go through a little resistance, mm-hmm. like, Oh, a new thing. Like, come on, I'm, <laughs> I'm already, mm-hmm. already <laughs> and, uh, you know? Um, so, so yeah, that's, that's really how, um, I work, I work with the angels and, and it's really a lot easier than most, most people think. It just takes a lot of commitment and discipline and dedication, which is why we have it set up day by day by day. Don't stop. Keep going kind of thing. Yeah. And in the book, you have us working with the archangels and the seraphim. Now, what about our, our, um, guardian angels that we're born with? Um, I feel like we usually have two. Uh, what do you yeah. feel about that? Our, you know, our uh, guardian angels. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for for one reason or another, this book um, did they they were not working officially with the guardian angels. Although we do invoke your guardian angels are a part of it, whether or not you're conscious of it or not. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so in this particular book, it's mostly archangels. It's, you know, we're calling in the heavies, like these really hugely divine frequencies and energies to, to come in and get activated inside of us. Um, as far as guardian yeah. angels, yeah, um, come on. I mean, there's, it's like having, having family members right there with you all the time. And uh, I feel like I run into a lot of – so I don't know if you've run into the same thing, Mar- Marla, but when I'm working with people – I, um, I, I sense either like a, like a protective energy, like a protector or like a real sweet nurturer. Mm -hmm. Um, and sometimes there's special angels that come in for specific teaching. So let's say you're starting a new business and you have a specific angel or guide that's going to kind of help you break, cross through that threshold. Um, and to answer your question about whether or not I do a lot of uh, one-on-one angel readings, I really don't anymore. Um, I mm-hmm. mostly teach people how to, I mostly teach. So I teach people how to do intuitive angel healing. And I have hundreds of uh, students now or graduates from all over the world who, um, who I, I, I send people to uh, for those one-on-one mm-hmm. uh, readings. So um, I, I just think, you know, because my miracle happened because of energy work and, and, and intuition, right. that was my activator. That's why I'm so passionate about teaching others how to become activators and how to activate other people in their neck of their corner of the world. So that's mostly how I, how I I do it now. That's how I um, was able to communicate uh, with my angel after I was um, with energetic activations, Reiki and um, a few other, a few other energetic uh, attunements. Yes. And so once, yeah, yeah, once I was getting those attunements and then started giving people healings, and I still, that's part of what I do, a lot of distance healing and stuff, but that energy is flowing through and it's activating your chakras and clearing and all that, and, and yep. then I could start hearing my angel and doing the, and all of that. So uh, the energy work is so very amazing. powerful. It's very important. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, so I think awesome. it's, it's like there's, there's, yeah, there's two pieces. One, uh, one is really activating and opening your intuition, learning to how to have deep trust and confidence in what you're feeling, sensing, or knowing about you and your life. Uh, well, maybe there's three things. Part three is having the, the audacity to actually execute what you know based on your intuition and not what the world is trying to tell you to do because that's like a whole other level of, of, of mm-hmm. uh, courage that it takes to actually create a life, craft a life based in your deep knowing. And then the third one is the energy work which is so essential in detoxing you from the lies and from the crust and from just all the stuff that we, we collected from this lifetime, from our ancestors and even our own previous lifetimes. So I feel like that those three things um, can really help uh, all of us really activate our mission and, and really step into a life that is not just awesome, but really beyond our wildest dreams. Yeah, I love it. And what about people who are maybe they they're listening to this podcast and they're not they've heard of angels, they're not sure, they're like is it religious? Is it um you know, maybe a born again Christian would think it's evil to connect to yourself, you can't do that or um do you have mm-hmm. anybody asking you those questions and how would you Oh um, my gosh. you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, we could, I could talk for hours about the, the you know, the, the born-again Christians and their fears about, <laughs> about whether or not, it's, you know, it's evil, right? I'm sure you can, too, because, you know, there's there's been that whole thing recently in the angel community um, where, oh, yeah, where the, uh, one of the teachers who went the other way, yeah. and, <laughs> it's a fundamentalist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was, every, I think everybody know a lot of people know you guys were talking about Doreen Virtue, who was a big, big angel lady. And I was thinking of her, Corinne, this morning when I thought, well, Corinne's going to take, take up some of that, you know, that mission because uh, Doreen had, it was all about angels and oh my God. And she was connecting with the angels, giving beautiful messages and healing and people were helped. And they, and I would listen to her podcast on Hay House all the time and think, oh my God, she's helping so many people. They're just thrilled and wonderful info. And then she decided to go fundamentalist Christian and decided everything that she had taught new age or angel was, was not correct. It was really from the devil and it's not, you know, don't even wear a crystal, you know, don't burn any sage. Don't, you know, nothing. Don't use a, a, you know, meditate. Don't nothing. It was this big list. So I know. So a lot of people don't do yoga. Don't right. No yoga, no sage, no crystals, no um, nothing. And, uh, so it's like, oh, my goodness. So um, people were up in arms. They were upset. They felt betrayed. They're like, what's going on? Yes. And some people followed her and went and said, oh, yeah, I've always felt that, too, and that, you know, whatever, and, and went with her. And then other people were like, no. So um, we've got Kyle Gray, who's, uh, you know, very an angel. Um, we've got Into the Angels. We've got Radley Valentine. We have you. We have mm-hmm. a lot of great uh, people that, that we can learn from about the angels. So yeah, that fear and that, and, and I do find that yeah. uh, when, you know, the, a lot of the Christians, it's, it's more focused on um, evil devil, uh, all of that, the darkness where, where what, people who work with angels were really looking at all the beautiful light, light that's coming in and not focusing on, on uh, that. So yeah, just speak a little bit to that because people might be like, you know, a little worried or not sure, but um I think uh, yeah, you can maybe, yeah. maybe I mean, reassure them look, a little bit to give it a try. <laughs> right. Well, I I feel that um, that 
you know, a lot of people who are concerned is mystical and intuition is all of that evil. Uh, a lot of people fear it's going to open you up to the devil, open you up to all of all of these things. Um, and I, uh, what I've seen in in my sessions over years and years is that um, that uh, you know uh, we need discernment, and and just because you believe in uh, Jesus does not exclude you from being susceptible to dark energy. And, and mm-hmm. as a matter of fact, when you really look at the Christian record and what has happened over the millennia and the millions of people that have died in the name of Jesus or in the name of Allah or in the name of any, you know, just, you just name it, people are dying. Mm-hmm. Then you know mm-hmm. that dark influences come in whether or not you are no matter which god you're 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 praying to and they will do whatever they can to usurp your power now intuition mm-hmm. and opening up your intuition and learning how to become sensitive and discerning to these energies empowers us to be wiser than than the mm. energy so i feel the problem that happened with doreen is that she was freaking clueless about the dark side period and I actually uh, messaged her and we talked a little bit. She had no oh. clue that that the dark was real, and she was literally just let just doing whatever. And then all of a sudden, she realized, you know. And to me, she's like the ultimate spiritual bypasser, and she's continuing that track. Like I'm going to be vegan, and I'm going to be, you know, now I'm going to be vegan and caffeine free and alcohol free and all of these things free. And now I'm going to be all, the, you know, now I'm like Jesus. You know, it's like this cut off, so like this fear of the dark, as opposed to acknowledging the the dark, understanding that. You know, some of the most polluted people that I've seen with darkness are people who who either, you know, are are people who don't even do anything. They're not in, in Jesus or they're not mystics. We are all susceptible to darkness. So mystics are not evil. They're actually trying to solve the 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 problem. We're, we're trying to make an authentic bond with the light that helps us become resilient to the darkness. But I'm just saying um, with with the born again, you know, the whole just the fact, you know, if you look at the history of how some of these dominant religions stamped upon the wisdom of the earth, stamped upon the, the feminine wisdom, stamped upon the mystics, the priestess, the priestesses, the wise ones, um, that was just politics back then. And so they mm-hmm. had a stake in the game to call all of those religions practices evil so that their dominant religion could take over. And we are still kind of experiencing the aftermath of that, but it's time for, I believe all of us to wake up and really claim our sovereignty and follow our own intuition. And really it's up to us to decide what feels right and what feels wrong. And I cannot imagine that a dark evil force would be responsible for as many miracles as I've witnessed. I've seen, we've seen cancer cures. We've seen people, you know, fall in love with themselves, fall in love with their life, fall in love with their partners uh, after 20, 30 years. I mean, um, I I just feel like the fear has to stop is is what I'm saying. I'm actually extremely passionate about this, Marla. Sorry. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. No. And we are connected to the source. I mean, we are, you know, we're, we're, we're connected and we are um, available to that, to that information. Now, did you um, meet with Doreen after she uh, left the new age and, or that was that before? Yeah, yeah, yes. I was talking After? to her afterwards, and I said, "Yeah, afterwards." And she she just said, "Well, you just have to have discernment." And I and then I realized, oh my gosh, she never 
really acknowledged. I, I just don't understand a world where you believe in angels. Like, how can you really be an intuitive healer or an intuitive and not notice that there's like a dark, dark energy hanging out in someone's face? Like, it gets pretty obvious. You probably, you, Marla, am I wrong? Have you, I mean, she, she I, didn't know. Um, yeah, well, I have had, I did have lower energies uh, when I was first getting into this, like 2013, I really went full force into all of my, you know, I wrote a book called The Buddha Made Me Do It, A Field Guide to Enlightenment. It's a spiritual <laughs> memoir, kind of like a Bridget awesome. Jones's Diary, Eat, Meets, Eat, Pray, Love. It's very funny. I tried everything. I tried, uh, I learned about pendulums, candle magic, Ouija boards. Um, meditation, yeah, yeah. Um, energy healing, I, everything. So I tried it and wrote about it. And what happened was I was like, things were happening. I was astral traveling at night. I was hearing some voices in my ear. I was, you know, things were opening mm-hmm. up. It was really exciting. But at one point, some lower energies came in through the crown chakra and were in there glomming onto me. And I had some mm-hmm. a pain in my arm. I had I had some physical stuff. I had some and I went to my teacher and she removed them. She said there was like eight or 10 or something, but it was, it's not like the devil. You're going to, you know, they're going to drag you to hell no. or something through a por- portal. No. It was just some lower, lower energies. And those can come in if somebody's drinking, doing drugs, you know, alcohol, they, they come through the tears in your aura or you, and they, they can glom on. And that's when the energy yeah. healing um, helps. And it, yeah. and it doesn't so, matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter what faith you're, you're coming from. We're all. No, it's nothing to, to do with things. religion. It's not. Yeah. Yeah. And religions came yeah. in. Religions are pretty, pretty new. You know, it's pretty, pretty new right. in the, in considering how old humanity and the earth is. Right. So it's, it's, you know, anyway, it's all exciting stuff. It's really interesting to me. And, and, you it's know, we juicy. can raise our frequency, right? Yeah. Raise our vibration and call, and work with these high frequencies. So what, you know, you and I do is work with the high frequency beings and entities right. and angels and energies, which is so exciting. Yeah. So, but that is so fascinating and about Doreen. I, yeah. yeah. Well, I was I was just going to say it's fascinating that you spoke with her because um, I had, you know, have some courses from hers and all that. And, and it was like we felt like a mourning, a loss of her because she was yeah. so meant so much to so many people with what she was doing. And it was like she, when she took that uh, turn and we're like, whoa, we, you know, so it was like a mourning period or yeah. something, you know. I yeah. know, yeah, a lot of people felt that. A lot of people in my communities were were sad. And you know, I was fully supporting her her shift. I I had uh I had deep respect for her to be able to step away what she was doing and to continue to follow her heart and where she needs to go and wants to go. I fully supported that for her. I didn't really feel um, any much way is except for like, well, awesome for her because, you know, I would like the same freedom at some point if, you know, the, I don't know, the, the, the wheels turn and I'm all of a sudden, you know, loving whatever I want to love. But, um, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. So I really respected that. But as she, as she went down the rabbit hole and started, you know, preaching against indigenous practices and, and, and uh, mm-hmm. all other cultures, that's where I draw the line. I'm extremely sensitive to, to racism, prejudice, and I'm acutely aware of how certain religions have tried to dominate and colonize the minds, hearts, and souls of other people in different countries and annihilated these beautiful indigenous practices. So that's when I really started getting more vocal, where I, I just realized that I need to, mm-hmm. in a sense, um, step up from, from any 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 practice or religion that is 
hating on the people who um, who are still uh, loving and soulful and 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 you know we need to just quit calling other people evil just because you don't understand them and uh, it's just it, to me I, I have to be frank with you Marla it it sickens me and it's sickening that she went that far and is so cut mm-hmm. off. Um, so cut off from from in a sense reality that she she is now actively creating a, I would say a hate campaign against it, 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 mm-hmm. uh, uh, indigenous religions. You don't don't talk smack about sage. Don't talk smack about mm-hmm. uh, our, our you know yoga because because it, to me it's like because uh, I'm a brown woman I'm very sensitive. Like you're going to mm-hmm. speak out uh, against all the brown people. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And even having a, a dream catcher, she said, is not is uh, you know of the devil. That's my thing. <laughs> That's my yeah, thing. So yeah. when she started I'm going, I'm very, down, you know, I'm very. One thing, yeah. I oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. I'm just saying it's one thing to to yeah, like okay, do your thing, girl. Like love you some Jesus. I love me some Jesus. Love, love, love. If that's the mm-hmm. next you know thirty years of your life, awesome. But do mm-hmm. that without causing harm to other people and hatred and judgment and and you know enough with telling other people they're going to hell. Okay, because again, right. millions of people have been killed because they have been considered savages or evil or less than. And that's not okay. Yeah. Right. And the birth, I, I'm also very, very um, into the, the shamanic, the Native American, the, the, uh, in, the, the witch, the, the earth-based, earth-based um, practices, you know, using the, the earth, the, the moon cycles, yes. the energies of, of the nature, um, which is just so, has been really amazing for me. So, oh my gosh, it really got passionate there. <laughs> but, I know. I you know, when you, you can feel my yeah. cheeks. My cheeks. My cheeks are hot. I think I might even be. Oh. Hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, and finally we're able. We are like coming out of the closet. People are still kind of coming out of that spiritual closet. When I first was doing that, because I'm a businesswoman, I have a matchmaking business with high end clients, and they're men and. And none of them would be, you know, into this stuff. They probably wouldn't know what the difference between, you know, an amethyst crystal or a citrine or never heard of a chakra. And he's like, you better be careful, you know, what you could lose your clients. They're going to think you're nuts. You better be really careful. And um, I just felt like, you know, I've, I just was, had my, have my podcast, my YouTube channel, talking about stuff, posting angel stuff and, and spiritual stuff on social media it hasn't affected my business one bit. Um, so, and even a couple of my male clients so have come over for some energy healing. So, so, so it's kind <laughs> of so cool. cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I think, um, step, stepping out is a good thing because the more people who do, um, it'll become more, it's becoming more mainstream all of working with, with, um, these energies. So that is phenomenal. So now uh, I just want to thank you so much for coming on. And um, people, can you just spell it out, your uh, website for people? Oh, sure. It's C-O-R-I-N-G-R-I-L-L-O dot com. And, yeah, we would love to love to stay connected with anybody who's just up about angels. Yeah, you guys, and get the Angel Experiment, a 21-day magical adventure to heal your life. Go to her website or go to Amazon, and um, I would love to keep in touch with me. I want to hear about, you know, after you do this 21-day magical adventure, I'm going to do it too, even though I connect with my angels. I'm going to do this this uh, 
21-day adventure, and I'm going to report back on it. Maybe after I do it, I'll have you back on, and we can talk about what happened. Oh, my gosh, that would be so fun. Yeah, I'm so excited. I'll document. Yeah. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, document it. We'll chat about it. Oh, my gosh, how fun is that going to be? That would be so great. Oh, I was going to mention yeah. I do have a, yeah. Uh, yeah, I do have an intuitive angel healing event coming up on February 28th up here in Santa Cruz, California. So if anybody is interested, you can also find info on that on my website. Okay, awesome. That is um, that, that would be so much fun. All right, you guys, um, thank you, thank you. Thanks, Corinne, for being with us. And everybody, please uh, go go to my website, you guys, MarlaMartinson.com, and get your free self-love guided meditation. And if you're loving my podcast, please leave a a review on iTunes. It helps others find the show. And let us know about your angel, uh, angel experiences. And much love, everybody. Bye.